Hello friends, welcome to the Trinity Podcast. My name is Matthew, the pastor at Trinity Eastside, and it's good to have you join us today. It's Tuesday, August 25th, and I'm going to read uh, from John's Gospel, chapter 6, verses 60 to 69, and then pray and share a few thoughts with you all from this text. Now, when many of Jesus' disciples heard it, they said, this teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, does this offend you? Well, then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe, and who was the one that would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you, that no one can come to me unless it is granted by my Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. And so Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus, we ask that we would get a clear picture today of who you are, that it would snap into focus in our hearts so that we can see what it is calling us to today as your disciples. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this moment. Help us to be present to you at this time, what you're teaching us, what you're calling us to. We pray all these things in the name of Christ. Amen. So probably you've heard by now that this will be our last week of the Trinity podcast. Beginning in August, Chris McDaniel, the lead pastor at Trinity, and his wife Karen are going to be releasing a new podcast. They're calling it Renewing the Center, and it's going to be a mixture of uh, spiritual practices and devotions, kind of like the ones we've been putting out every week. And so it just felt like with that coming down the pike that this was a good time to close off this season of daily devotional podcasts for uh, that Chris and Tripp and I have been putting together since, um, I guess, since the lockdown began in March. And so I just want to say, uh, as just a way of introduction, thank you so much for for listening. It's been a real privilege to get to do this. Honestly, it's felt like a gift every Monday to have this be on my list to do. And um, yeah, I'm just really grateful for the opportunity. So thank you for those of you who have gone on this journey with us over the last several months. I feel like God's been faithful to us in this work. So I, I wanted today just say two things from this text, and they're, I think, really important in understanding our whole Christian life, and so this is kind of a great way to go out. Um, and uh, they come from John's Gospel, chapter 6, that we looked at. And this is the first thing I want to say. Jesus's teachings are hard to accept. And that may be surprising to hear, but I, probably if you've been listening to this podcast or going to Trinity for a while, that shouldn't be. Uh, sometimes Jesus' teachings are hard to understand, and, they're, and not just that, they're hard to accept. It's how our story begins. The disciples are listening to Jesus teach, and they're saying, this is difficult. Who can accept it? And um, that is the way people have responded to Jesus since the time of Jesus. It's not new. The point is not that we should become fatalistic, like, oh, the Bible is impossible to understand. No one can ever make sense of it. But to actually just feel very comfortable with the thought that you're probably, if you follow Jesus, going to run into times where you don't like what he said, where you don't understand something that he said, where it's hard to just accept or surrender to or trust yourself to something he said. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It means you're doing what his disciples have always done 
with his teaching. And this is why the ministry of the Holy Spirit is so important. Jesus says later in John's gospel that what the Spirit does is take the teachings of Jesus and declare them to our hearts so that they become clear, so that we understand them, so that they move us and shape us and and change us. He says it in our text today that it is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. In other words, you and I need outside help. You and I need the Spirit to actually take these things from God and to clarify them uh, for us. Um, that's what's happening when you're reading the Bible or praying or even just thinking about something and suddenly you have a sense of clarity about what is needed or what it would mean to obey Jesus and to be uh, following him in, in one way or another. And I just want to say one final thing about this idea that Jesus' teachings are hard to accept. There are going to be times where you will read something in the Bible, not just in the Gospels, but like in the Bible in general, and it will feel really hard. And it won't square with what you think God is like, or it'll feel confusing. And I just want to say really clearly, that is okay when that happens. That's totally normal. If anything, it's a good sign. It means you're actually doing business with God and not just with some made-up religion in your own mind. If the Bible can never correct us, if it never can stretch us, if we're never rebuked by the Bible, then it probably means we're actually just following a religion made in our own image. We're actually just following a Jesus that is the sort of Jesus that we want him to be, not the Jesus who actually lived and walked on the earth and revealed the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to us. The fact that the Bible sometimes is hard and that we have to, and, and we have to struggle through it just means <laughs> that we're actually reading it. And that could, might, that could be discouraging to some of you, I would imagine. But I hope that it isn't, because it just means you're following in the pathways of those who've come before you. You are in every way carrying on the tradition of what it means to be engaged with the living God. The second thing I want to say from our text is, is this. Even still, with all the hardness, with all the difficulty, when given the choice between accepting or walking away, the choice is not that hard. And here's what I mean by that. So a number of the people who'd sort of been hanging on the fringes of Jesus's teaching, they, um, they decide that Jesus is getting too weird. His teaching is getting too cryptic. And in particular, in John 6, the teaching that he's just done is that in order for a person to have life in Jesus, they have to eat his flesh and drink his blood. Now that, um, today we read it and we understand it uh, you know, through a lens of Eucharist and communion and all these things. But at the time, it just sounded straight up crazy. And people begin to leave Jesus in droves. And that's when he looks at the 12 apostles and he says, well, what about you? Do you need to go too? And Peter says, where else can we go? You have the words of eternal life and we have come to believe you're the Holy One of God. Those three statements, where else can we go? You have the words of eternal life and we've come to believe that you're the Holy One of God. I have loved Peter's confession for many years because it has resonated deeply with my understanding of God and what it's like to actually be his disciple. As I've said previously in other uh, teachings, podcasts probably, if a person is following Jesus for long enough, there will be times, perhaps even whole seasons of your life, that will feel like wrestling matches. And when it feels like you're wrestling with God, I just want to say you're doing it right. (laughs) To be an Israelite literally means, the word itself means, one who strives or wrestles with or contends with God. That's what the word Israel means. To be a person who is worshiping the God of Israel, who is following in the pathways of Jesus, who was the fulfillment of the promises to Israel. It means that you're going to feel at times like you're wrestling. 
And like Jacob, who was the first God wrestler, like Jacob, many of the older Christians that you know today probably do walk with some sort of spiritual limp. They probably do have some sort of internal weakness that has actually now become a badge of honor for them rather than of shame, because it is the place where God has broken them. What it means to follow Jesus is oftentimes to experience um, to experience a sense of contending and striving with him. And yet, at the same time, that striving oftentimes looks like Peter's words. There have been times in my life where I have felt like it would just be easier to walk away from faith. But when pushed to a decision point, I always end up with Peter's words on my lips. Where else can I go? Everything else I see around me, even the things that feel so promising, I know when I get close enough to them. And I know through trial and error. I know when I get close enough to them, they never can live up to what I'm really looking for in life. And you have the words of eternal life. And remember, in John's gospel, eternal life is not a length of life. He's not saying you've taught me how to live forever and ever. He's talking about a quality of life. John chapter 10 has Jesus say, the thief, that is our our enemy, our accuser, the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I came to have that they may have life and they may have it abundantly. That's what eternal life is. It's a kind of life. It's the life that Jesus modeled and taught. It is the life that you and I, and I believe every human being, is seeking for. It is a life that is deeply human because it is a life that is connected to our origin as image bearers. It is a life that is generative and procreative and and generous and kind and sacrificial and full. It is a life of peace and a life of abundance, not necessarily of abundance materially, but abundance of spirit. It is a life that Jesus describes as as springs of living water flowing up out of us and blessing those around us. It's the kind of life that I actually want to be able to give to my friends and to my family, to my kids, the sort of experience I want to be true when I am around them, that they experience life coming out of me and moving towards them. And this is the teaching of Jesus. This is what he's offering to us. These are the words of eternal life. Where else are you going to find them, Peter says. Where else can I go to find these? And then finally, he says, and you are, we have come to believe that you are not just the teacher of eternal life, but you are the Holy One of God. Do you know what that means? Uh, It means that the difficulty involved in surrendering my life to Jesus as the real thing, the true God, the difficulty I experience in surrendering my life to the true God is still less costly than the difficulty in holding on to my life and chasing after some illusion. Why do we do what we're doing? Why are, why are you listening to a podcast right now? <laughs> why, why do we read the Bible and try to make sense of stories and letters and poems that were written thousands of years ago by people who, if they suddenly dropped in the room with us right now, we couldn't speak one word to one another. We'd have nothing in common virtually. Why do we do this? Why do we pray and try to connect with an invisible being? Why do we close our eyes and lift our hands and sing songs to someone who we just trust is in the room spiritually? Why do we do this? Um, It is not because it's always easy or because it feels fruitful or meaningful. But it is because I believe, why do I do this? I believe that in the end, Jesus is true, that he has the words of eternal life and that he is the Holy One of God. 
C.S. Lewis says somewhere that um, we should not believe in Christianity because it's relevant or exciting or personally satisfying. But we should believe in Christianity because it's true. And if it's true, it will eventually be relevant and exciting and personally satisfying. But there will be many times where it will not feel like those things. There will be many times where being a Christian will be hard. But at the end of the day, the thing that brings us back, the thing that brings me back, is that I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Holy One of God. That he is the true image of God on the earth. And that is why his way of life and his teaching to be his disciple is actually the calling to simply be truly and fully human. And so as we close out this podcast, I just want to send you with a blessing. May you not lose heart, but may you continue to strive and to seek and to follow after Jesus, even when it's hard, even when it's hard to accept, even when it's difficult, because you are convinced that Jesus is true. Grace and peace to you, friends. Um, You are loved. I hope that we're together soon.